do a special beer event episode of... Brutal Battle. So this is kind of like two events we're going to talk about wrapped into one. The first one, we're just going to... We're going to do that one first because... It wasn't really a beer event. It was a event that happened to have one brewery at it. It was supposed to have two. Yeah. But one of them ended up not showing up. I don't know if it was a communication issue or whatever. But regardless, we had really good beer there that we wanted to talk about and make people aware of a brewery that we've never had featured on the podcast. We've never talked about. We hadn't had any beer from them until we went to this event. So we were excited to tell you about that. Obviously, we have a beer from them. And then the second one was actually an Oktoberfest that we did at this point more than a month ago, but we did want to talk about it, and that one was actually coordinated by uh, Sapwood Cellars, who was the brewery, the other brewery that was actually supposed to be at the other event that we're going to talk about first, uh, and then we have a beer from them that we'll drink while we talk about that. But anyway, first off, let's talk about... Whiskey on the Waterfront. Whiskey on the Waterfront at Sagamore Distillery in Baltimore. So do you just want to give a quick overview of what it was supposed to be? Then we'll crack this beer and talk about it. And then sure. I we'll mean, talk about it more. They do it once a month from, I think, May to October. So we went to the last one. Yeah, very last one. And they have... Music and obviously Sagamore serving their whiskey and whiskey cocktails. And then there were supposed to be two breweries, only ended up being one. And there's food trucks and there's a coffee roaster. And there were um, cane mixers, Mm -hmm. which are just mixers that you can have like cocktails. Which they were also at the October Festival talk about as well. And they've been at. other events I've been at too. I have yet to try any other product, but did you say live music? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. But yeah, I think you covered it really well. And by the way, if people can make it to the Sagamore distillery, it's a really cool place to go because it's a really nice place. It's literally on the waterfront and they have a nice kind of like lawn area. You can sit on and just enjoy the environment. And also you can do tours there, which is also really cool. So there's a lot to do there. And then these things, these whiskey on the waterfronts, like we said, this was our first time going to it. I want to go to more because it was a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, it nice. was like a small event, but it had a pretty good turnout. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad we got there when we did because parking is a little tricky. Yeah. Um, and we just bought chairs and we got food and we got the beer and it was, it was just a nice time. So the one brewery that did show up who we were very impressed with, with their beers, was Suspended Brewing. And they were out of Baltimore. Uh, so the beer we had to try from them was one we had while we were there and they were selling a few things like one thing in a can and two things in bottles that you could take with you. And then they had two beers on draft. Yeah, no, they had a few more than that. I mean, they had like five beer. I think they had five, five beers, beers total, but yeah, three yeah. In five bo- beers total. Two in bottles, one oh, in a can and right. two on draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay. I was thinking they were all on draft for some reason. I'm like, well. Okay, so the one we have is called Hoppy Letta. Uh, it's one of their sour beers, and it's a Belgian hoppy sour. Uh, it is 4.1% alcohol, so low ABV, awesome. And this is in a really interesting, like, stubby bottle. It's 355 milliliters, and it's actually a clear bottle yeah. with a cap on it, um, which not sure I understand the clear bottle choice on that just because... 
you know, um, there is the tendency for light to damage beer. Um, so I don't know why they did clear, but I mean, it's interesting that it's in a stubby bottle. I've certainly never seen this before. It looks cool. Yeah. And I'm guessing it's, you know, well, I'm not guessing. I know that if you drink the beer fresh enough, it's not going to be a problem. So, yeah. So just pour a little bit for now. Um, a lot of head to it, though, when we poured it. I mean, it's not a kettle sour, so you are going to get a lot more carbonation to it. You are going to get a lot more of a head kind of hanging out on it. Uh, they actually told us, because we actually did end up meeting the, uh, well, two of the individuals who work there, one of them being the head brewer, that they do, they don't do kettle sours. They do, it's not spontaneous fermentation, because I did ask about that, but they said the Baltimore air isn't necessarily conducive with doing spontaneous fermentation, so they can't, like, leave it open air to do that. So they do, but they do have, like, a mixed culture that ends up using um, Britannomyces in it, so they have a you know, mixed culture, a bunch of different things, different bugs they throw in that thing uh, to give it a lot more depth of flavor. So very interesting. They also said that they focus mainly on lower ABV beers, even though they did have an 8% Imperial IPA while we were there, which we haven't tried yet, but we took a can home. But let's go ahead and talk about this hoppy letter. I thought that was cool, too, that you could get cans and bottles to take with you. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. And that's nice. That's definitely Yeah, nice. it was definitely fun because they were like, are you drinking this here to go? And, and I was like, oh, I didn't know it was an option. Yeah. Um, yeah, so very yellow. And hazy. Yeah, not super. It's, yeah, I mean, it's not, like, it's kinda, not clear. Kind of see through it a little bit. It's just like. Very, very lemony. Very lemony. That's what I was going to say. And very funky. It's got a, like a, and this is probably the Belgian aspect coming out of it. It's got a slight kind of Band-Aid note on the okay. nose, which will happen with Belgian-style beers for me, personally. I can see that. It's got definitely a funkiness to it. You definitely yeah. pick up on those Brett notes in there. There's a little bit of a um, bitterness on the very end of the smell, but it's kind of rolling into that lemon and smelling a bit like fresh lemon plus lemon peel. Like, my mouth is already salivating smelling this. Yeah, because it's it smells it's, sour yeah. enough. Yeah, definitely. Smells good though. It does. And like I said, we had it yesterday, so we know. We know yeah, we it's know. I know. Good, but all right, going in. I think this might be the first time we've like had a beer two days in a row. Like, on yeah, the it was literally yesterday. So the the probably the most interesting thing to me about this is the smell has a lot more sourness than when you taste it. Yeah, it's very much dialed back. It's more kind of in the tart category, yeah. like high tartness, not quite. Pe- you know, passing over into the sour uh, category. It's like funky, but it's low level funk that like, cause I don't really love, right. Cause I don't love a lot of funk in my beer. Yeah. So it's a very approachable. Yeah. And the low, UV, low ABV makes it very nice too. And it is very lemon driven yes. with that tartness. But like I said, it is kind of like fresh lemon mixed with that kind of bitterness that's coming in and making it finish like it's lemon peel at play there too. And I also get the hoppy aspect of it, which is giving a slight earthiness and a little bit of that kind of like lupulin goodness in there as well. Lupulin goodness. Mm -hmm. It's very sessionable for what you smell. Like you would smell it. And like Rebecca said, she was salivating. You would think, Oh man, I don't know if I can do much of this. It's a lot more palatable than you would think a lot more sessionable. Um, there's a little bitterness too. Yeah. 
Did you mention that already? Yes. Oh, okay. When I take up on it, and I will say, when I take a larger sip of it, almost like a bit of a gulp of it, the hoppiness increases in perception, which I, I can like. See that. So, so it's very good. A very little good. sweetness to it. Yeah, there's yeah, that's a good point. There is a, a decent little sweetness on the end, which is kind of coming off maybe a little bit as like a sugar coated lemon. Yeah, sure. Okay, so. What else did we do while we were there? Obviously, we talked at length, very nerdy-like, about beer with Josie and Yasmin, the two individuals from Suspended. Super cool, super nice, very accommodating. Uh, we also tried while we were there a French Saison. Which was delicious. It was really, really good. And that was also low ABV. I think it was like 4.2%. Yeah. And then we tried a Raspberry Letta, which was this yeah. basically this sour but not hopped with raspberries instead Quite good, but I pre- we preferred this one to the raspberry. Well, I preferred this I one to the raspberry. I think I like them both equal. But I like them both for different reasons. Yeah, and I believe Josie told us that this one is blended. Yes, this one is blended. And I think that that gives it kind of even more depth of flavor. The reason I like this one more than the raspberry is I felt like the flavor of the raspberry, while it is good, kind of takes a lot of the depth out of the base beer. So, yeah. So, that's why I like this one more. I like to get all those layers with sour beers like that. So, that's just my personal. And then our favorite was their porter. (sighs) What was it? Toil and... Something and toil. Um, Toil and something. Yeah, I can't remember. But, yeah, I can't remember. But, um, very good. Like, a amazing porter. And that was low in ABV. That was like 3%. 3.7. Which, yeah. first of all, how often do you see porters? Second of all, how often do you see a dark beer 3.7% alcohol? So, like, I dig that they're really going hard on this, like, low ABV thing. Super cool. Another thing they made sure, Yasmin made sure to mention is that they don't use lactose because they're vegan. So... Yeah, if, if people have an issue with um, lactose mm, in beers, which, which a lot of times breweries will sneak them in there and not and that, say they're yeah, in there. Yeah, which is dangerous for a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. You can go to suspended or get suspended beers and know there will never be lactose used, so you're good. Because as Yasmin pointed out, and is extremely correct about this, a lot of people don't think about it, there are other ways to get creaminess in beer other than using straight-up lactose. So, yeah. yeah. Um. So, had a great time with that. We also got some really good food. What did we do for that? We got top-notch nachos. Um, So, I got their nachos with chicken, and Carly got nachos with pulled pork, and that came in like a big pizza box, and we just gobbled those up. (laughs) It was a good amount of nachos. Yeah, it it was a good amount. I was very full, and those were homemade nachos. The chips. Yeah, yeah. They made the chips. There was a, like, five cheese blend on it. They put a lot of cheese on there, plus that meat, plus they had sour cream and avocado crema, some sort of house sauce, which I don't know specifically what it was made up of, but it was good, and then pickled jalapenos, which were really good and had a little bit of heat to them, so it gave you a little bit of a kick. Super tasty. Wonderful. Uh, And then we also also had some coffee while we were there. Yeah, I had... um... A latte with cold brew, and it was... Black Acre Roastery. Yeah. And And they're also out of Baltimore. Yeah, and we got some um, cold brew cans to go, too. Yeah, and that was a Rwandan 
blend of coffee, or Rwandan origin coffee that was pretty good because we had it, yeah, it just morning. today. Yeah, and yeah, that was good cold brew. And they did say that it's shelf-stable, so you didn't need to keep it in the fridge, but we did anyway because we are going to drink it soon, so. But yeah, um, I feel like that's kind of all we needed to say about the yeah. event. It was just awesome. It was beautiful there. It was a perfect day, like a perfect day. Um, yeah, and good times. And we were sad well. that Sapwood wasn't there because we love Sapwood. But. But it was nice because we tried more suspended. Exactly. Which, you know, we tried plenty of Sapwood beers. And speaking of trying plenty of Sapwood beers, let's try a Sapwood beer. And then we'll talk about the Oktoberfest that they threw at Braglio Farms, which is in Randallstown, I, I believe, so. in Maryland. Um, it was awesome. It was such an awesome event. So. The beer we're going to be tasting from Sapwood Cellars, we've been holding on to this for a little bit. It's one of their 500 milliliter bottles, which is what they reserve for either their sours or their barrel-aged beers. Uh, and this is their MBSV, which stands for Maple Bourbon Stout Vanilla. So obviously, it's a bourbon barrel-aged stout with vanilla and maple. It is 12.6%. So we're going so. from something super low... But actually, to clarify, I'm sorry, Imperial Stout brewed with maple syrup, aged in maple bourbon and vanilla bourbon barrels, and then vanilla beans added. Okay. So there's a lot a lot of steps there. There's a lot to yeah. it. I'll pop this open. And we have not tried this one before. No. This is brand spanking new for us. So I'm not going to give you too, too much because it's 12... Over 12. Well, we're gonna end up drinking it all. Well, I know, but we might. Usually, how we finish <laughs> beers, just so people know, is we usually go light to dark. Not always, but normally. So, anyway, what is it? Looks looks, looks motor oil ish. It's very dark and thick. Yeah, like when you swirl it up, it just keeps this like brown hue on the sides of the glass because it's really kind of sticking. It really has legs. Oh, man. It smells so good. Doesn't not really showing any um. Carbonation on the top, really. Oh my gosh. It's very, it's very fragrant. It's very maple, very vanilla. I Yeah, I, I get a lot of vanilla, but the maple is the strongest. Yeah. It's super strong maple. You can get the bourbon in there Definitely too. The it's adding a bit of a nice caramel to it. So, like maple, caramel, vanilla, and then obviously chocolate because I mean, it it's imperial so stuff. sweet. Yeah, it. Potentially smells overly sweet, yeah. in my opinion. Now, in my experience, well, our experience with sapwood beers, they're not usually too sweet. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's mainly just the smell, but... I don't think I've ever had one that's been too sweet. <sighs> this is definitely one that Kyle Norman would like the, the smell of. Let's see if it's one that he'd like the taste of. It's relatively sweet. It is relatively sweet. It's almost too much maple for me. It's very maple. It's very maple. Um, I'm going to need a few more sips to, like, really suss it out. This could be good in a float. Oh, with, yeah, with, like, some vanilla ice cream. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Maybe cookies and cream ice cream, actually. Hmm. Be even better. It's not, pretty sweet. I'm not really perceiving the booze, though. Oh, I'm getting it. I mean, it's boozy, but... Like, it's... I'm feeling it in my throat. Are you? Yeah, I'm getting that kind of, like, ting, astringent tingle in the throat, that warming going down my throat. But, no, I mean, it is good. You, If you like maple, you'll probably really like this because it's very maple-driven. But, yeah, the vanilla's still in there. That chocolatiness is in there. That caramel. 
you can get the bourbon character. Yeah. I Little mean, woods. It tastes and smells what it should be. There's a slight raisiny note as I well. I see that. Because of the higher that. ABV, which I think is increasing that kind of perception of, of sweetness on it. I mean, maple is the star in this for sure. Yeah. I'm not big on maple in general, so this isn't like my favorite. For being maple, it's well done in my opinion, yeah. but I also think that I would prefer the sweetness dialed back some on it. I'm sure there are plenty of people who love it this way, though. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, so, okay. So, the Braglio Farms uh, Sapwood Coordinated Oktoberfest. Big event. Even bigger than that Whiskey on the Waterfall. Oh, yeah. Um, how many breweries were there? Like, hmm. ten, more than ten. Around 10, Maybe, 11, 12, yeah. somewhere in that area. And it wasn't... It wasn't like a a beer event in the sense of like you pay a certain amount at the door and then you get as many samples or like taster sizes as you want. It was you pay to get in, which how do you remember? I think it was twenty bucks to get in. Twenty bucks a person, and it was for charity. Yeah, it was a charity thing. That's true for like first responders. Because at first I was like, why am I paying to get into them? Paying for all my food and drink, but I'm like, oh, it's a charity. Yeah, event. charity. So then, and once probably you get, just to offset the cost of putting it on, right? But once you get in, then you have to buy each individual beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the good thing about that is it kept people from getting in line constantly. Because with a lot of those events where it's like everyone gets a taster glass and they're smaller and, you know, you can get as many tastes as you want. What ends up happening is it's not that much beer. So someone will get in line, get a beer, and then just go get in another line to get another beer. And it just makes sure that there's always lines. And then yeah. you're just waiting in a lot of lines. So this is kind of better in, in the sense that it keeps there from being lines, but... Because they were doing full pours. But you're also not trying as much, typically, because yeah. you're paying for every single beer. But, yeah, they were doing full pours. That's the other thing. But a lot of the breweries were letting people taste things. Right. Get, like, a little cup that they would give you of just, like, a little sample of stuff. And you they would let you sample multiple things before right. you purchase. So that was good. Mm-hmm. So you could still try more stuff. Even because some people brought cans of beer and some people yeah. had kegs and even like, um, crooked crab brought cans with them, mm-hmm. but they still were cracking cans and letting you try out a can. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They had like designated cans set aside for, for like tasting. just tasting. And they were, they weren't just waiting for people to ask if they could taste. They were proactively saying, do you want to taste this? Right. So that was cool. Yeah, there were other ones where like, I really want to sample this, but I don't want to walk up and just say, give me free beer. (laughs) Right, yeah. Well, they also, at this event, had a lot of food trucks. A lot of food trucks. Including one of our favorites, Blowfish Poke, which has amazing poke bowls. And they had like a Kahlua pork option to put on your poke bowl, which I went with, and it was Friggin' delicious. It was amazing. Yeah. And then we found a baked potato food oh truck. Oh, my gosh. I, th- I don't remember what that one was called. I think I it was either. just loaded potato. It I think that's been. what it was called. Literally taking baked potatoes and putting all sorts of stuff on it. We got a chicken fajita loaded baked potato. There was so much butter on it. and it was just like so good. Chicken, <laughs> onions, and peppers, and a lot of cheese. It was it was so decadent. Like, And it was a lot. It was it was a it was a meal. Yeah. So we ate some of it there and brought most of it home and had that for dinner and it was so good. Yeah. Um, but they had a lot of options. And then they had live music and then they mm-hmm. had a bunch of vendors. Yeah, a lot of craft stuff. They Someone making their own pickles. pickles. We did not 
We didn't do the pickles. We didn't do the pickles. Well, we didn't look at any of the vendors, honestly, because we were just too busy doing the beer and the food. Yeah, yeah. And they had, at Braglio Farms, they have, like, a little farm stand. They were selling sunflowers. And then they have an ice cream sundae shop. Which Rebecca had to get involved with. I had with. to. <laughs> I passed on it because I was feeling pretty full with the loaded baked potato. I needed it. Yeah, but do you... Yours was like a Sunday that was like peach cobbler and cobbler Sunday. Yeah. It wasn't that big either. For yeah, better, no, no, for no, better no. for worse, because no. it was seven dollars. Well, but they but they were using like the best ice cream you can get near us, which is Taharka Brothers out of Baltimore. Unbelievable ice cream, like amazing. So the last thing would then just be to go over the beers that we had while we were there. We had their uh, Sapwood Cellars White Dragon, which the White Dragon is a double IPA with Phantasm Mosaic and Nelson Sauvin, uh, and it's a rye double IPA. That was tasty. Yeah, I really like that one. We had Rebecca's favorite, Pumpkin Meadow, which is a pumpkin spice coffee beer. It's like their fest beer, but then they have pumpkin spice coffee Vanilla beans, cinnamon, and ginger in it. And it Rebecca was so had delicious. I had two of those. You had two of those because you loved them so because much. Because they did a special keg for the event, so I knew I wasn't ever going to have it again. So I had it. That was my first beer. Yeah. And my last beer. So the next one I'm going to talk about is a very weird one, but it tasted really good. It was by Crooked Crab, and it's called Extreme Sports. And it is literally a beer made with like Gatorade. Which is very odd. So it's a sour, but then it has tropical punch, fierce grape, and savage lemon lime in it. And I mean, it it tastes like a Gatorade. Yeah, it tasted kind of like a sour beer and Gatorade. Yeah, it was weird. It was odd, but it was was good at the same time. It worked. It wasn't my favorite. You liked it more than I did. Yeah. Then we also, we tried there a mango and cherry walked into a bar, which is literally a mango and cherry sour. That one was good. Uh, we tried Full Tilt Brewing's Dan's Jams. That Can- was tasty. Yeah, that was good. Cannonball City Dan's Jams. So that was their sour with blood orange, passion fruit, pineapple, sweet cherry, vanilla, and lactose. There's a lot of that. We went with our friends Rich and Stephanie, and that was Rich's favorite. Yeah. He loved that one. Um. Then we tried Black Flag Brewing's Glen Coco, which is uh, a milk stout that they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's with oats, milk sugar, and milk chocolate. We weren't really big on that one. It was okay. It was eh. We didn't go back for a full pour. We no. had a taster of it. Then I had a full pour of a beer from True Respite that I've had a love affair with ever since I first tried it. And that is their Bear, which is a Hellas Lager. That is a killer Hellas Lager, and I was very excited to see it there. Uh, then we also had Crooked Crab's cherry co- or Triple Cherry Cobbler Punchline. Yeah, we line. had a full pour of that. Yeah, well, it was a can. It was a 16-ounce yeah. can, um, which is their Tartan Jammy Pastry Sour. It's brewed with graham cra- crackers, lactose, marshmallows, vanilla, and spices, and tart cherry puree. That was tasty. I, I liked was, it a lot. I, you liked it more than I did. I... Thought their triple berry punchline that we've had before yeah. was better. Yeah, that was better. Same thing, but just with different berries. That's kind of like a line they have as their punchline. Yeah. Then we tried an IPA by um, 
Nepenthe Brewing Company that was called Inescapable Fate, and that was a um, IPA with Citra, Nelson Sauvin, and Matueka. Uh, also tried Astro Labs Crowded House 2022, which is a Pilsner that they did with like it was like a hoppy pilsner mm-hmm. basically. I like, like that a lot. Yeah, they had like Ruwaka, Nelson Sauvin, and Matueka thrown in there. Did you end up with the full pour of that? Yeah, I did a full pour of that one because yeah. I liked it that much. Then we also tried their Fresh As, which was another IPA. Um, and they say that this one has like white grapes, citrus, passion fruit, and pine flavor to it. That one was good as well. And then we tried their Galactic Core, which was another IPA with Citra and Australian Galaxy hops. And we enjoyed that one as well. Yeah. And we were so impressed with Astrolab. We're like, we have to visit them. We've been meaning to do this. Yeah. So, teaser. We did. Upcoming episode. (laughs) Yeah. We'll have an excursion episode on them coming up very soon. If not the next episode after this, the one after that. So, it's coming. And then the last beer we tried... Uh, wasn't one that was actually available for people to try. Uh, we went back up to, for our last beer, we went back to the Sapwood, uh, tent and Rebecca wanted another of those, um, pumpkin meadows. And I saw that they had a bottle out and they had only been pouring drafts. So I was like, what's the bottle? And they were like, oh, this is the beer that we're releasing soon. It's called Fire Beast. And they were like, do you want a little sample of it? And I was like, well, definitely. So it was 13.1%, but you could not tell that it was that much alcohol. It is a imperial stout aged with muscovado sugar, aged in cinnamon and malt whiskey barrels. It was in collaboration with Toppling Goliath Brewing, and it was delicious. I thought you liked it more than I did. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was an amazing beer. Loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. You know, I only got, like, a very small taste of it, but I loved what I tasted. Fire Beast for the win. Yeah. So it was the Oktoberfest at Party Leo Farms. Was, I definitely want to go back next year. Well, and the other great thing about it is it's at a farm, so there was so much open space. Yeah. Like, you brought your own chairs and whatever else you wanted to, and you you didn't even really need to be that close to people where you were sitting, because there was so much space for everyone to spread out. Mm-hmm. So you could be there when there's a lot of people there, but not feel like you're crowded or, like, people up in your business, basically. Yeah. And like so. Carlin said, like, when we went up for beers, like, I mean, maybe there would, like, be one or two people ahead of us. Yeah. Not even that. Yeah, so it was pretty much like when you wanted a beer, you're going to get a beer in like a minute. Yeah. It's going to be quick, so that's also nice. But And plenty of food, plenty of awesome food. So, yeah, so those were two events. They were serving, um, like, the cane mixers that we talked about. Mm -hmm. They were there doing mixed drinks. They also had a stand that was doing sangria. Mm -hmm. So there were other beverages if you didn't like beer. Yeah, I think there was also one doing wines Yeah, there was wine and sangria. yeah. Yeah. So the, yep. So anyway, that's it. Those were the two events we went to. Um, I'm sure, you know, we're, we're not going to go to any more events this year because it's getting cold. There really aren't going to be any more. It's usually when it's nicer weather. So next year we'll probably do some more, but we have some more excursion episodes coming up and all that. So, um, eh, this has gone longer. Not going to do all the plugs for this one. So yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. And until next time, keep it brutal. Keep it brutal.